Nico, do you know who the man is? <laughs> um, yeah, it's a woman. But <laughs> <laughs> is it Becky Lynch? It's one. It's I can't remember. It's one of the top tier women. She, she, um, she. Her nickname is the man. Yep, that is correct, Jeremiah. You're nodding along because you know you know that. Yeah, of course I am. So that day, I was walking. Like we got there early enough. Yeah. We were walking around. I was going. You know what? I'm here at an event. Like I want probably a souvenir, probably sure. a shirt, whatever. So I was grabbing. It. I got a shirt, a program, and I saw a, sh- a hat and said the man. I was like going the man. I was going. I was like, oh, that's a pretty funny hat. He's going. Yeah, might as well. Like I'll get it. And did you not know what it was referencing? It's right there. I saw. Yes, take, take yes, a look I at the hat. Right there, in no white form. Is there anything that has like, no nothing that I would that would tell me that it was Becky Lynch? And I, I mean, like, yeah, right. You just I wanted mean, uh, something la- that labeled you by your sex. Is that what you wanted? Just in that, case anyone's wondering. <laughs> seeing that the climate that we're living in now, yes, I need I need clothing that's going to clearly define what yes, I am. I'm going to buy you a new hat that says "A Man" and then a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> was the man <laughs> uh, that's gonna be after i have the child and everything because i'm gonna be a former shell of myself i'm oh, not gonna be a man anymore sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is interesting that this is hat is not um it, it's not really like most wwe set. it doesn't have a wwe logo it doesn't have a, a becky lynch uh like a logo of any kind or yeah. something. I don't know if they really, they don't really have logos anymore. Like back in the day, the undertaker has a very discernible logo. Yeah. The Shawn Michaels with the script and the, or the DX or the broken heart. Or yeah. The, or the Brahma bull. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, the, you know, the big triple H type. Uh, yeah. Austin, you have the skull, the smoking skull. And this, uh, Becky Lynch doesn't have her own. It's a generic hat, right? Yeah. But, and so that's yeah. why I thought like, Oh, it's it's a black hat, Nico, and it says in white letters. Oh yeah, no, I, I pulled it up right now on WWE Shop, so it's like a snapback, and it just says the man. You know what though? Where I think you're okay, I think this is if you just wear this around, people are just going to think that you're arrogant, and they're not going to know that it has to do with this. <laughs> and that's what I wanted to display in the first place. But now I'm just going to find someone who who's a big Becky Lynch fan. And says, hey, Becky Lynch, yeah, man, yeah, Becky Lynch, that's right. And I was going to, this is why I still need to keep in touch with, with wrestling because, you know, you make these uh, merchandise faux pas and find your I've never heard of anybody buying a piece of merchandise. That's, it was probably $75 for this snapback. Not 20 bucks. Okay, 20 bucks. <laughs> There's a matching hoodie sweatshirt that says the man as well. I think I want to get this for you so you have the whole outfit. God damn. <laughs> yeah. How, how do you feel about a tattoo? Uh, I'm open to that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Are you, are you somewhere visible? Obviously. Yes. Uh, clothing will not, uh, I just want everyone to know that you're the man, but it's, of course. I was going to, I was going to wear that around, you know, as a certain, certain places, I guess. Who is that? <gasps> the man. There goes the man. That's right. And so walk down the street like that. All proud. <laughs> I think Randy would be quick to, uh, to ixnay that. <laughs> He's the man. <laughs> and then, yeah, exactly. And then I get, and then I get body slammed. Right ah! there. <laughs> you get and drop a stunner on you i'm pretty sure oh my god yep so uh going from the man to the boys everyone Even comic got you covered. I 
Listening to Keeping It Nerd. Welcome everyone to another episode of Keeping Nerd, episode number 49. Let's hear it for the boys. The Let's season one review. Say that again, Jeremiah. Let's hear it for the man. <laughs> Who sings that? Denise Williams? Denise Williams sings wow. that. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Vince Mustaho, and I got my co-host with me, Jeremiah, and I got Nico. Guys, welcome everyone. Nice hello. Which one of us? Huh, anyone. <laughs> Hi, Nico. <laughs> Haven't seen Hi, Nico. What's up, buddy? I know it's been a while. <laughs> uh, it has been a while. I think the last one we had you on was a uh, comic Comic Con, right? Our uh, our day one of our supposed uh, chronicling <laughs> day. I think day one happened, and then all of a sudden we just like, oh god. Well, it's, alcohol do that to you. <laughs> alcohol can do that. Lack of sleep can do that to you. Uh, yeah. Lining up for various things can do that for you. It's crazy. That was we haven't yeah we haven't seen you since then. And or uh, <laughs> it was actually the, yeah it was the first time all three of us were actually in the same room too. That is correct. That was. That was a, do you remember anything you said that night though? I'm going to ask you. Ask me. Yeah. What did I say that night? Yeah. Do you remember uh, anything from that episode that you recorded? What were we talking about? Uh, it, was, it was the first day. What did I say? Oh, people want to hear. They got to go back and listen to that. Immediately, episode. immediately, I thought of uh, my uh, wet burrito, but that that wasn't on the podcast. <laughs> I actually just thought about that yesterday. <laughs> oh, the wet burrito was the best. That's uh, sous vide burrito. Um, have you God. tried that since you've been home? Oh no, I can cook for real. I have a microwave, but man, <laughs> he has fucking electricity, man. He doesn't need that anymore. <laughs> yeah. he did, you should be on Food Network. I can cook My- for real, man. I have a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> you're on. You're on that Gordon Ramsay level. Oh, with the catering sticks that he has at the. Did you see that commercial recently? No. He's he's a at a Costco and he's like one of those like sample guys. Oh yeah. And someone comes up, hey, you're Gordon Ramsay. And he goes, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. And the guy is about to, uh, you know, get a sample. And he's, hey, use the catering sticks. And then there's, ah, catering sticks. It's basically like, you know, one upping the whole, it's a toothpick. Oh, catering sticks. I I didn't even put it together what you were talking about. Now I got it. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, I got you now. Uh, A little slow on the uptake. Good story, Vince. I know. It's really cool. (laughs) It's nothing like the man story. (laughs) Vince, we all know you're the man. You don't have to wear a hat. No, no, no. Everyone needs to know who the man is. Especially in this household. Yeah, those that's do- true. 
Bishop and Rogue don't don't realize that. So I buy that hat, they'll know. Even though, you know what, dogs don't read. So I guess it was pointless for me to get that hat now. Maybe you're just trying to convince Reyna. <laughs> yeah, yeah I get I thought you were insinuating that the, that, that you were going to give the hat to Reyna, but <laughs> I didn't realize you're talking about your dogs. Uh, yeah, now I will be giving to uh, to Reyna. Yes, I will tell you. Look, it's Becky Lynch. She's, yeah, uh, she didn't know you got her a souvenir. Congratulations. Exactly. The, title, the title contender. Yeah. For, uh, oh, yeah, no, she's the title holder. She's the champ. Yeah, so there you go. It really fits, actually. But, uh, it, Reyna. That hat fits Reyna better than, you know. Oh, yeah, better than me. Obviously. Yeah, 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 for yeah, sure. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure she'll wring my neck. Yeah. She's the champion of this household. We all know that. Oh, of course. Undisputed. Yes. I, I never, ever try and put up a challenge against that. The dogs, maybe. No, no, no. That's that's a, that's a straight up. I'm running out the building. Yeah, you're I'm a smart man. Yeah, man. <laughs> and so, guys, you know, Nico, we saw you last time at Comic Con, and at Comic Con they had this uh, big offsite. They're big doing the big push for what we're going to be talking about today. The boys. Um, it's the Amazon series that was uh, actually from a comic book series uh, written by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson. Uh, there was. Uh, by Wildstorm, who's now DC Comics, but now they have moved over to Dynamite Entertainment. Before anything I just said right now, did you guys even know that the, the anything about the boys prior? Uh, I did not. It was one of the bigger offsites. We walked by it multiple times, and I saw these long lines and people, you know, queuing up for hours to go see whatever this experience was. I think they got to watch the first three episodes or something, and um, and I, they had other interactive elements in there. And I didn't know anything about it, so I wasn't really that pumped into investing the time but now that i've seen it i wish i had nika how about you uh i i knew a little bit about them i i'd started reading um i can't remember if it was like the first three issues on like comic comicsology like about a year ago and then i forget why i never got got back to it but that i kind of just knew the the basic plot line and um kind of the like those first three issues of the of the the story so that's oh, about it. Yeah, okay. All I knew about it is that Seth Rogen was involved. So I was like, okay, so is it going to be a comedy? Like maybe I do trust his. So, I mean, I like almost everything that he does in some way that I, I don't know. So I, I was hoping, I, I was hopeful anyways, that it would be, you know, interesting. But I, other than that, I really didn't know much. Oh yeah. No, I came into it blindly. If anything, uh, we had, we had uh, tickets to that, the boys event uh, offsite and I believe you were just taken back by everything at Comic Con that we just said we forfeited those tickets. I didn't even know we had access to it. Oh, did you? No. Okay. So then I guess maybe I made an executive decision. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Screw it, guys. Uh, we're not going to make it. It's uh, seven o'clock. Um, first come, first serve for three, first three hundred people, and we're still inside. The, we're still on the Comic Con gotcha. floor. Oh no, no, you guys were at Conan still. That's oh, what it was. Oh, that makes sense. By the time you guys oh, got yeah. out out of Conan, you guys hadn't seen the floor yet. Rick is going. Forget it. Like that's not. Let's not do that so we can at least go on the floor. So, yeah, we did not experience the offsite. I had no idea of what was uh, to come. I think, Nico, you did mention to me a little bit about it, but it still didn't like, really uh, resonate or sink in uh, until until July 25th or 26th, when it was uh, July 26th uh, of this year, when Amazon released eight episodes of this series. Holy smokes, guys. <laughs> this... Right off, the, right off the bat, I'm just going to be like, this is not your typical he- superhero TV show, movie, whatever, or like taking, like storytelling of us, of superheroes. Somebody fucking explodes in the first like eight minutes. 
that is in the first that 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 scene you're talking about is in the first like couple pages of the first issue and i was like whoa even even just on like you know print um so i was wondering i was waiting to see how they would uh, convey that on screen and it was it was just as um surprising surprising or is it like spot on right at least, at least it stayed true to the to the print yeah, I think I think the 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 setting was a little bit different. Like in the comic, it happens at a fair. Okay. Um, and uh, I mean, we're getting into ahead of ourselves, but A Train is actually chasing a bad guy at that time. Um, oh, okay. But, yeah, so the plot is a little bit different, at least from what I remember. But yeah, it, it happens, and it's like he's. I think in the comic, um, he runs past the girl. I forget her name, and. Robin he runs yeah, mm-hmm. so quickly that all that's left in his hands are her hands. And he doesn't yeah. even realize because it happens so quickly that her, the rest of her body's missing. And he just stands there and he's like, has no idea what just happened. And then, you know, it, it pans over onto another uh, page and then it shows what happens. So, yeah, it was just as surprising in the, on print and in comics as it was in the on that first episode. Yeah, that first episode just took me off for like, it took off and right there I was like, holy smokes, what am I watching right now? And even then, like you have Billy Butcher here introduced to, it's Carl Carl Urban's character, mm-hmm. and he takes uh, Huey Campbell, who is the, I guess his sidekick, or he's the guy basically you're kind of rooting for throughout the series, or so far for me, because um, he's the one who lost uh, his girlfriend to uh, an irresponsible superhero. Uh, you know, I'm looking at Jeremiah right now. Jeremiah, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right now. Yeah. You are gonna be Billy Butcher. You got the facial hair. And you got the Carl Urban look. I feel. <laughs> I'm gonna be Billy Butcher. Yeah, you're you're gonna cosplay as Billy Butcher. Oh, cosplay as yeah. Um, sure. I'll, I I will be uh, I'll be Huey and uh, Nico. Would you like to be uh, Mother's Milk or Frenchie? <laughs> oh. I was like Mother's Milk or A Train. I was like, ah, we're getting a little closer. Did you just typecast me by my skin tone here? Those are the only two characters they can play. Um, <laughs> if you're playing noir, <laughs> and then I can just go completely unclothed and and oh, just no, put a mask on. Now you're gonna on. be a vanisher. Then now you're gonna be vanisher. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Maybe I mean, you could just be the deep. We can see those gills I've been wanting to see for years. Oh my <laughs> let me see them gills. This, this, this I actually have a characters. pretty large scar on my like uh, navel area from like appendix uh, or operations when I was a child that could very well play looking that to look like gills on my. Uh, How do you like how my torso fingered? Yeah, <laughs> that's a quote, guys. That's not me asking him anything. <laughs> just saying. But if he wants to answer, but I'll totally go as the deep if you if you promise to just keep rubbing my gills all night. That'll be great. Oh my god! Yeah, it's, uh, we're getting ourselves there. Um, we'll uh, we'll get into that uh, gill uh, gill action in a few minutes. Um, gill yeah, so, <laughs> this this whole this whole series is based on superheroes, and not just like the heroic things that they do, the saving children, the kissing of babies, the whole like bureaucratic way of handling, you know, with the public and all. They showed you like the seedy underbelly of what superheroes do, like when they clock out or when they aren't, you know, are showing face in like big crowd, which is in a way, I, w- I would say this is like a closer portrayal because it's always a kind of always kind of hard to say like, 
oh, you think that Superman doesn't go over there and just go evil Superman? Like, we saw a portion of that in Superman uh, 4 when he got drunk and he started flicking peanuts. <laughs> but I mean, that was because he was under, like, some sort of uh, influence. This is These are straight up their personalities, and their personalities are just as just horrible. Oh, no, they're trash bag human beings. Each and every one of them. Like, every single one. You're, you're supposed to follow these heroes that are like the Justice League in, the, in this yeah. world, right? Yeah, they're like the Bizarro. Bizarro Justice League. <laughs> so, yeah, you have Homelander, who's like Superman. Homelander is the greatest name for like, like you just know he's going to be evil. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so perfect. You have Maeve, who is like the Wonder Woman. She, yes, she was like the Wonder Woman character. A little underdeveloped, maybe, as yes. a character. But but yeah, she was definitely supposed to be the substitute. The Deep was basically Aquaman, right. who is kind of, once again, like the butt of everyone's jokes. Yeah. In the series, it seemed like <laughs> was uh, times where I was like, oh, God, this guy just can't catch a break. Even though he but was a douchebag also. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. A train was the Flash. Right. Noir. He was more like a Snake Eyes, if anything. And that's what I was going to say. He's very Snake Eyes. Then like. a Justice League member, but maybe maybe Batman. Batman. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and then you have uh, Banisher, well, I guess Invisible Man, whatever. Yeah. And then they had their seventh, who was supposed, who is Starlight, correct? That's the, the seven. That's why they call him the seventh. Right. Yeah. So the series starts off with them recruiting a new member because I guess there's heroes all over the world, or at least in only in America. Only in America, everyone. You have these superheroes <laughs> or these soups. Yeah. Chosen by God. Chosen <laughs> to protect America. Yeah. Oh. oh, man. And then, yeah, so then you have Starlight who gets picked to be part of the Seven. And she is like this wide-eyed mid Midwest girl. All-American. Like, All-American, yeah, right? Blonde hair, blue eyes. She was like, I'm here to save the world, everyone, and I'm going to take, you know, take names. And if you follow her story, and right away in that first episode, you know, once again, like, this is not your typical uh, superhero uh, story arc, because you have the Deep, who's straight up, like, what would you, what would you say, uh, sexually harasses her. Yeah, or, it's straight off of the pages of the Me Too movement. Like, it's literally, he's like Weinstein, basically. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, he basically, he's like, Hey, this is what it's like when you get here. You know? Yeah. 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 He's like kind of casting couch. Yeah. That's hundred percent horrible. And that, that's why I was Garbage. like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. Like, this is how, I guess I'm not reading the books. So I was like, going, Whoa, this is not what, I don't know if I, what I signed up for watching this series. Cause this is not like the CW crap that I watch as well. <laughs> no, this is not, not the flash. And, uh, what is it called? Um, Arrow. Arrow. If those yeah. were like this, maybe I'd watch them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you have, and then you have Homelander, like their, their leader. That's just like, he has, he had like the sociopathic tendencies. Like you seem like such a clean cut guy, but you know, he is basically Christian Bale in American psycho. Like he, he was home. so good. Like his, just like little, uh, things he did with his face where he went from looking so patriotic and so much like a Superman hero to that just maniacal, like sociopath. He said like, it was very, um, uh, just small little things he did like, uh, raise an eyebrow or kind of like his mouth, like moved in a certain way. It was just, it was, he was like, I think the breakout star, I think 
of, of and, this ship series. Funny, funny you say that. The man who actually portrays him is Anthony Starr. So he oh. is. He, yeah, I know what you're talking about um, with the whole mouth thing, where he's like he has a big smile, and all of a sudden, like you'll see it turn into like a straight face, and then he kind of like has like a grinding teeth look. Like, yeah, oh, I'm gonna very you. subtle, but so good, so well done. Yeah, no, he. Was, Do we know him from anything else? Like his face looks vaguely familiar. Um, Anthony Starr. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, not Anthony. Anthony. Anthony Starr. Uh, let's look at his IMDb here real quick. American American Gothic, Banshee, Lowdown, Tricky Business, Rush. So no. <laughs> yeah. So no. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> should I go on? Um, uh, no, no, no. Don't think it's necessary. So yeah, um, which I think majority of the stars in this, uh, besides Carl Urban, are people that I actually never really saw on screen too much. Or let's see, yeah, Carl Urban is one. Uh, I think Karen he was great too. By the way, his accent, like I could not get enough of it. Oh, that's this was his breakout. That was break, and that's what um, Jeremiah. When you cosplay as Billy Butcher, you, you're going to have to have that whole English accent. <sighs> but it was his vernacular too, like the the words and the the slang that he used was so good. Like I watched it in subtitles, and I'm like, that's what he said. I would never have gotten that if um if I wasn't watching it in subtitles. Yeah, it's really good. He's using that uh, what do you call it, that British slang, right? Yeah, I forget what they call it, but. Uh, who else here? Oh, you know who that had uh, was uh, Karen Fukuhara. She was the she was the girl that they saved. Yeah, she was actually in another uh, superhero movie. She was Katana in uh, in Suicide Squad. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> but I believe you. But you believe me. You don't have to watch it. I sorry. don't know why I didn't recognize her when she wasn't wearing a mask. It's weird. <laughs> or when she didn't have uh, so much screen time, anyways. Yeah. But um, yeah, everyone else. I did you recognize um, oh. uh, the guy who played Huey? No, but he's Jack, Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid, who's he? I, I just saw him is he recently. Randy Quaid or Dennis Quaid's like, relation? Oh God, I hope so. I hope it's Randy. <laughs> I don't know why? <laughs> um, I just saw him in like a uh, like a romantic comedy called Plus One that Candace was watching one day. It was actually really oh. likable. Yeah. It was, it's on Hulu right now. It's definitely he was in the Hunger watchable. Games. But yeah, that's where I think I recognize him was probably from Hunger Games. Who is he in the Hunger Games? Um, Marvel? Mar- I don't know. I don't know the character, but I'm sure I've seen his face. Oh, yeah, that must Marvel. be where I recognize his I, face from. I don't know who he is there. Oh, he's in But I thought he was good. No, he, no. In this in the yeah, series? In, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Movies. Yeah, no. He played the, the kind of... Uh, innocent kind of guy that just like, oh, I just want, I want revenge, but I'm tragically like, you know, damaged right now because I just lost my girlfriend to, which is crazy because a train was who basically ran through his girlfriend. Yeah. And that's what his biggest like fandom was. A-Train. Oh yeah. He had his right? doll. He had his doll. He had this comic con exclusives. Action figure. So. Action figure. I'm sorry. Collectible. Yeah. Collect. Um, he had the posters all over his wall and then, you have something like that just kind of like tarnish your hero right in front of you. And we're just like going, she had a name, man. And the guy just had like no interest. You know, he reminds you a train is basically like another, uh, another person right now. His name is Antonio Brown. (laughs) (laughs) He's super fast, but yet he's just all about me. Cannot run as crazy. No, he can't. No, he cannot. Um, Elizabeth Shue. Oh, there you go. We know her from the Chronicle. Fantastic. Um, this is the first. I, I mean, can you think of the last thing that she did? The Saint. 
Wow. He's going to say Back to the Future. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Back to the Future 2. Uh, yeah, no, mine was the same with Val Kilmer. Yeah, so we're going back to like 97. Yeah, if that. Uh, yeah, so I'm sure she's worked since then, but this is the first sort of a culturally impactful thing she's done in a while. And I got to say, she's aged beautifully. She looks fantastic. The acting was great. You've never seen her in a role like this? I don't no, think. not at all, because I was like going, Allie, you're yeah. a bitch. Yeah. Wow, no wonder, no wonder Johnny and uh, what do you call it? Ralph don't want to get with you. Or Ralph, what's your name? Johnny, Johnny, not Ralph. Ralph Macho is Danny. Dan, Daniel, son. Daniel. God, <laughs> Jesus. Oof. You know oh, what happens? So I'm not good. drinking my Clement Power water today. I know where is it, buddy? You got to load up. I know. I have this. Uh, <laughs> I have this water. H two O. Who our new sponsor is, by the way. Thank you, H two O. You were sponsored by just water. Exactly. City provided water. <laughs> <laughs> I drink I it every day. I don't know about you. Are you, are you, are you glowing in the middle of the night? <laughs> Maybe you'll get superpowers just like all these other soups. Um, but uh, yeah, so in this series, you get to see not only how superheroes are, how they are in everyday life, but you're also seeing how they're being used because now they're part of a company, a corporation, Voight. And they're, they're here trying to use them as weapons basically and they're trying to push this political agenda saying hey you want our soups out there to be you know to be the first line of defense to take down any kind of terrorism and things like that and it just gives you like an idea of like going you know once again real world i i can see i can see that happening here in america or any other country i mean it's an allegory for the privatized weapon industry right yes i mean (laughs) They don't have capes and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> but I mean, you're no. no it, we're it, just it, sending it, Patriot missiles. Well, they mentioned the Patriot missile though, yes, was, right? In the yeah. second to last episode, they were talking about Lockheed Martin. Like, what's your number one uh, seller? The Patriot missile. And there uh-huh. you go. But why, why do you need a Patriot missile when you have Homelander coming at you at a thousand miles per hour? Yeah. Who has like the impact of a megatron, uh, neutron bomb, right? Oh God. So. We're seeing all these like side stories that are basically culminating to this one big overarching story of will superheroes be used as as America's defense, as well as there's a revenge uh, storyline with Carl Urban's character Billy Butcher, who we find out he has a hard on for Homelander. Yeah, like he is just out to get him because his wife disappears. <laughs> we'll talk about that last episode though. Uh, Man, dark, dark stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. speaking of dark, like, where, where, where did you guys, where did you guys see the coming and going into this? Like, because did you guys watch other uh, like superhero series? Did you watch Umbrella Academy, uh, Jeremiah? I have not uh, seen it yet. I J- want to. Nico, you have right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, how did that compare to this? Um, I think they're very different. They're very distinct styles. Um, like you know, Umbrella Academy was more of like. Um, felt very much like X-Men type thing. Okay. And it wasn't, it, I, I feel like it wasn't like completely grounded in real world. And even though this is, um, a lot of it is exaggerated. I felt this was more grounded in real world. Um, you know, it's exactly how, if superheroes were real or people with superpowers, like how the government would try to use them or how mass or, uh, sorry, social media would try to use, um, that aspect of it. You know, it's, um, you know, the characters are flawed, Right. And they all give into their instincts um, and they're not Boy Scouts. None of them are. 
even the ones that want to be use use the uh, things for certain gains. So it's it's different. Like I, I I like them for very different reasons. Both both series. Yes, both series. They're both great. They're both great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you with uh, the fact that yes, Umbrella Academy has more of the X Men feel because it's a family. You're raised in a big mansion home. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though the villain there wasn't so like oblivious, you know, right right at your face. Whereas this in the boys, you you know who the bad guy is, and the bad guy is the good guy, which is like the weirdest thing because they're like going, "What? Like, how can you be the? You're you're the good guy. You you shouldn't be doing. It. I see. I collect all your figure. I'm sorry, your collectibles and action figures and stuff like that. You're on my wall, and you're a real a hole. Like a train is an a hole, right? It's like rooting for Barry Bonds, but like way worse. Like if Barry Bonds was just murdering people instead of just being a bad teammate and <laughs> rude to the media. <laughs> that's that's good. That's this a good is coming from a Barry Bonds again. lover, by the way. <laughs> um, so we're we're taking all over in this in the series. So did did any of these did any of this like translate to you that it was like another a step up from the usual uh, like storylines or storytelling of superheroes. Well, I, I think that there was definitely, I think it's an evolution in terms of not just content because they're obviously looking to be, to differentiate themselves by being, you know, out there with, yeah. in terms of content. I mean, it's, it's very graphic, but from what I've heard that even they didn't even go as far as the comic goes or at least not yet so they're potentially looking at incoming seasons like really being out there so we're talking about like walking disturbing dead. kind of stuff like, like walking dead was like in the comic books going like, whoa it's way more brutal there on the right. pages than what we saw on tv which tv was like okay that's actually pretty like for yeah yeah for a, a tv show even a streaming service show it's pretty it's pretty graphic especially in terms of what your expectations are for the genre right yeah so i think it was that but also i think it was a level up in terms of just production value and writing like i think it was really well done i think the characters were really well cared for i think the writing was great i think it was i think they had an appropriate budget so that it looked plausible like what you're looking at it didn't look like it was cheaply done even though it was you know for a streaming service so yeah it was um yeah, I think for people, whether they like it or not, based on the uh, the content, I think on some level you have to recognize the the quality of the the show that it was for sure. And given that it was mostly it was largely actors that we don't know, except for a handful, a handful of you know cameos or small. I mean, you have Giancarlo Esposito in there. Yes, you have um, who else did we? See? Oh, we have Simon Pegg in there. But yeah, there you go. We That's have nice up, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jennifer Esposito. Yep, was in there. Uh, yeah, so there was a, there was definitely enough sort of name actors where you're like, okay, all right, I know them, I see what's going on here. Elizabeth Shue, we talked about before, but all, but the main cast being largely unknowns, I think it was still, I think it was really handled well. It's still captivating. It still was totally. able to take us into that world of like going. I know these are a bunch of unknowns, but you threw in the budget, mm-hmm. you stayed. I guess from unfortunately, I haven't read the books yet, but I'm right. going. You seem to have stay close to the books. Yeah. From what I understand, several of the scenes that stick out to people come or were ripped right out of the pages. Yeah. Which, which I'm, I'm loving. We're like, stay on this formula. Don't do anything, uh, wild and crazy. <laughs> CW. <laughs> Same. Um, even though I do look forward to their major crossover event this year, but that's, that's another series. That's another network. We don't, 
talk about them. We're here to praise the the series of the boys. Um, so as we got, as I go through here and I'm looking at all the episodes, I had, they only had only eight episodes. Was that enough for you? That seemed like like it was a kind of almost on the borderline, like how Game of Thrones last season was. Or because usually after watching all the Netflix uh, yeah. series, like you're usually around like ten or thirteen. Do you think the eight was enough? Nico? I, for me, it's like quality over content at this point, because, um, I do love the shows that go 13 and I'm kind of used to that. And I was actually disappointed when I was like, Oh no, this is like, there's only eight. I thought there was going to be 10. Um, but they were all, there were eight really solid episodes. I don't, um, I didn't find myself like checking my phone or doing anything. I was pretty engrossed. Um, so I'm okay with it being eight. I would have loved more, but I feel like if, if, um, if they did more, it could have also been a lot of fluff in there, a lot of like a slower moving pace. Um, and I love this show too much to uh, to criticize it in that area. So I'm I'm fine with just the eight, uh, even though of course I would love more. But that's that's what the second season will be for. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right with uh, going. Well, you know, with fluff, then you are kind of overstaying your welcome. Like going stop. Like I don't want to. I don't want to see this kind of like you know, build a building episode for the next episode. Like give me 100% every episode, but all the time. And yeah. it never, yeah. I, I can't think, was there, was there, did, did you think there was one episode that actually kind of like, maybe like, was like, yeah, I don't know. I think there might've been moments that were a little slow, but it didn't, it didn't very, it didn't last long. And I think it only felt slow because I think it would change scenes or like it would cut scenes, um, in between like a pretty dramatic moment, like it would go from like an action scene or something where they're about to reveal something and it would cut away to like the whole, um, you know, thing with, uh, how they, they were handling, um, the social media or the celebrity, um, of the deep. And then it's, so even though that was interesting, like it cut away from something that you were like on the cusp of finding something about. So it kind of like tore away. Um, but I don't think anything was necessarily boring. I think it just like it did that for dramatic purposes, which kind of wanted uh, kept you wanting to pay attention even more. Um, yeah. But I didn't find any one episode that was necessarily um, kind of like crap or boring or anything like that. Like I said, I felt I feel like I I mean obviously more parts stand out than others, but overall I think I was pretty engrossed in this this series from beginning to end. Well, you said like certain parts stick out, uh, Jeremiah, what's, what's an episode or not even an episode, but a scene or something that just sticks out. The Would dolphin. Say, no, <laughs> <laughs> say, say anything from the last episode. Cause we're yeah, going to yeah. we'll, we'll go deep into that one. For, for sure. That, though. So, um, for me, it was probably the airplane scene is what sticks out as being like, Oh, this is very different. Like you have ideas that this is different, but you're like, okay, let's see if these, people who have an opportunity to actually be the heroes when push comes to shove, will they actually do it? Yeah. No, they do not do it. Homelander is a piece of fucking garbage. He is selfish. He's the most. And he'll just look people right in the eye and be like, everything's okay, folks. We got this taken care of. And like, no, we gotta leave right now. He was so good. Like, it's like, he, it, it's very hard. I mean, I don't know. It, it's, been, it's been a long time since I've, I, I've seen a, a villain or at least a protagonist um, the, or antagonist that's you, you love to hate him this much. And that scene like was so well done. Like, again, like, that actor is phenomenal, at least in this role. So yeah, I agree. That was, that was a great scene. And I think it was only highlighted by, um, 
Homelander, the actor that plays Homelander. Yeah, it was, <laughs> that was, uh, that whole scene, that, tell you the truth, Homelander was very laser eye happy through the series. <laughs> well, when you have that kind of power, when you can melt somebody's whole skull. He was just over there, like, don't even piss him off. The minute you see red, yikes. Yeah, you're dead. Like, just, just leave. There's nothing you could do. Well, when you said, when you bring up that airplane scene, like, I feel like Maeve, though, was kind of like, trying to do the good thing at least a little bit like yes. i know we can't save everyone here but how about we uh how about we should save this mother daughter yeah of all the people in the seven yeah or the five or whatever we end up with yeah uh it seemed to be the most conflicted in terms of like this is not what i signed up for this sucks so in turns she's sort of you you can see a little bit of that uh ambiguity in terms of we can do the right thing here should we just do the right thing yeah. No, we can't. Well, shit, I guess I'm along for the ride then. Like, but she doesn't, she's not strong enough to oppose somebody like Homelander. She's scared of him for sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, but you know, you can tell she kind of wants to, but then in the end she ends up being complicit. Cause like, what are you, what are you going to do? Exactly. Oh, he's the leader. And uh, yeah, he might end just laser oh, in my face. Off. Oh shit. I guess I'm on board. And just say like, Oh yeah. You know what? Maeve was a casualty of us right. trying to save these uh, people on the plane. I'm so yeah. sorry. Oh, man. So I think she's a sympathetic character in that way a little bit. Yeah, she she does have her she does like, brief moments. She does have she does have her moments of like okay, you there is still a bit of a human being inside of you. Um, Ika, how about you? What was your what was the scene that just like, stuck out to you? Oh my gosh, um, the uh, scene where they're in the hospital and they a fight breaks out. Um, and Billy Butcher takes a baby and uses its laser eyes as a gun and just, that was so great. Yes. It was so amazing. Like, again, super surprising. Didn't expect that. And then just, I mean, the thought of using a baby's head as a weapon. Um, oh my God. It outlined so many great things. It was, it was just an awesome scene. It outlines like the clever and like the, um, uh, you know, the cleverness of Billy Butcher in, in, whenever he's in a tight situation. And then just, you know, overall great storytelling. So that was probably my favorite scene. Yeah. It was, it, it mixed a little bit of the comedy, uh, comedic, you know, like opportunity of like going, Oh, we're, we're trapped. What are we going to do? Uh, grab the baby. <laughs> and so just, perfect. And you just see that baby just over there slicing and dicing with his laser eyes. That was crazy. Um, real quick before I talk, uh, go off on that. Um, my favorite scene yeah, has to be, you guys chose really good scenes. For some reason, the one that stuck out to me was when you have that little Ant-Man guy in the beginning. It's really gross. It's, I, I, mean, I don't know why it sticks out to me. You guys, no one's I don't it. remember what, right. what it was. This? Go, is, this, is this in the brothel? Yeah, I was uh-huh. going to say, was this like in the nightclub? Yep. And that, that little, like, kind of like a CD little... Uh, Uh, when you see the ant-man guy he's just like he just takes a running head start and (laughs) you can know where he was head start right into a woman's uh i don't don't understand what you're doing with your with your hand that motion he he was diving into a oh a a swimming pool oh it was a pool of something it was wet probably in that area that's um but yeah, I, I think we change this from keeping it nerd to keeping it sexual because that's what's happening over here right now. It's KIM, baby. Keep it nasty. <laughs> oh. um, no. What was that noise? <laughs> Vince, you are the man. <laughs> Take that goddamn hat off. Yeah, this is embarrassing. I'm going to burn it. 
But no, I, I think the reason why that really stuck out at me actually was because of the whole like going, once again, it opened my eyes going, whoa, these superheroes are not super, they are doing some really creepy stuff. Like, obviously, you had Vanisher, who was basically a pervert, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then you had um, the deep being, uh, you know, the douchebag kind of guy who's imposing his will on on, uh, young ladies. Yeah, I think he's another character that starts to get a little bit more sympathetic towards the end or as his storyline progresses. Um, (laughs) I don't think he's completely redeemed at all, but I feel like, you know, he's a character where you start to kind of Get a little bit of mo- like see a little bit a couple of layers beneath the surface here. No pun intended. <laughs> really, really, I, I I thought he got his comeuppance actually. Um, well, actually, hold on real quick before we go into that uh, his little story arc, we'll, we'll jump into your, one of your favorite scenes, Nico, when you said that with the baby uh, being used <laughs> as a laser. That's a scene when you find out this whole thing. These gifts from God were not gifts at all. Yeah, these are not mutations. No, they're not mutations. These are not just anomalies that just happen in genetics. Like, no. This is man-made. What was uh, pumping children with these with superhero drugs, kind of mm-hmm. like a super soldier serum type deal. Yeah, it was basically like uh, like uh, Germany in the 80s or something. These East German athletes. you think athletes. of uh, Drago? You know, right before he fights uh, Rocky, you just see that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, they, it, it was, you know, it was the it was the space race. So whatever you got to do to win, you just pump these people full of whatever. Yeah, and then what happens? Now you have superheroes that are just like, now at your will, like, like great, now we can make money off of them. We can market them. We can use them to our, you know, to our own devices. So that's where it takes you, where Billy Butcher and the boys, they, they stumble upon this whole thing of like, holy crap, these aren't soups at all. Like, they are are manufactured. They're and, created in a lab. Yep. So that was that was an interesting twist. I mean, once again, I didn't read the book, so I thought like that was like going, whoa, okay, so this is actually a superhero movie, even more with like a big, the big twist of like going, these aren't even, once again, not superheroes. They're just, you know, people that are manufactured. And Oh, wow. Sounds like there's a crowd here. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's the crowd of people that are like beating down the doors to, uh, to get that serum. Um, but Compound then it, V? Is that what Compound saying? V, which, yeah. which is what basically kind of like... Does anybody have any, by the way? Do you have any? Got some under my floorboards. Nico, does everybody. Jackson have any? Compound because V? Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he does somewhere. I'm sure he does. He, the the administration of of said uh, compound is a little bit different uh, in babies <laughs> than it is with adults. But you know, pretty much the same thing. A little bit of compound V, and you get a good uh, jump start, and uh, you get going, man. Oh, you know what? That reminds me. Second best scene is probably that scene where <laughs> um, whoever A Train is. His girlfriend, the one with the claws, Popclaw. Popclaw, duh. Okay, that whole sex scene where she orgasms and then breaks the guy's face. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Like again, it, it makes me think. Or or that whole story about um, where they were kind of like in a um, uh, circle. Of uh, like all telling about their 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 interactions with um, 
these soups and this guy's talking about um he was he was uh having sex with a girl that could turn into ice and then she orgasmed and <laughs> turned ice midway yeah and for, i mean that's comical but I, at the same time it's like frightening like you never think about these things with superheroes like their powers can get out of control when they're overwhelmed or highly stimulated and things like that um but that was <laughs> amazing so that compound v from jackson yeah that's that that's real stuff <laughs> it takes you to another level it takes you to another uh, level yeah i do like you mentioned that whole uh scene where there's kind of like an aa meeting yeah i was trying um, to use it as pg as possible in describing it but it's funny because you know uh, billy butcher basically takes huey there to show him like going this is what soups do like you think they're all great but this is actually what they do because he's kind of like he sees that he's having a love interest with starlight yeah and uh he he's basically kind of deterring him like hey like it's not all you know rainbows and uh you know candy over here like look what they look what they do like and actually the scene when Huey and Starlight actually end up consummating the relationship I thought like oh Huey you're dead like yeah. your, your wieners are about to get blow, uh, burnt off but um no uh, it's dead just her eyes light up and it's a beautiful little scene yeah no, that was nice it was uh Erin Moriarty she she portrayed a, a nice innocent I've heard a little eye. bit of criticism about her saying that she was that not sort of likable enough to play that role. Like she, like her, uh, it was like flat. Um, yes. Or just something about her in terms of being sort of like the blonde haired, blue eyed American sort of hero type that she wasn't stereotypical enough to differentiate herself from the rest of the other actors or actresses that were trying to go out for that role. Oh no. Just from the other members of the group, there should have been a more stark difference between them because she definitely has a, a tinge of something. Yeah. Like she's definitely has like a, like a sarcasm. She has like a dry kind of wit. There's something about her that I thought she was fine, but I have seen some, some, I uh, thought, no, I, th- I thought she played the contrast, you know, to the T because as you can see, everyone in that group has like these flaws. Oh, for sure. On her side, like you, the only flaw on her is like, she just cares too much kind of type deal. Right where she's like, I oh, know. I mean, you're just. Innocent. It's like Michael Scott, the way he manages, basically. Exactly, his weaknesses are his strengths. Yeah. <laughs> Would you rather be loved or feared? I want to. <laughs> I want them to. I want them to fear loving me too much. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's and, right. And that's the way that she acts as a suit. <laughs> and that's right. everyone. Um, so yeah, we're we're jumping around there. We have the compound V now that's playing the mix. And once again, you're this you're, you're just trying to push the agenda of using soups as a as a, as, a, as your deterrent as your um, first line of defense out there. Where we can start coming up to like the last episode. Actually, no, no. Before we get to that, Nico, you, you mentioned the deep and how you're you're feeling for this character at one point, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, not not as much. And I mean, I just feel like. He, uh, they're they're toward they're leaning towards a redemption arc for him. Um, yeah, at least the start of it. I feel like you're they they portray him to be a little bit more sympathetic by the end of the series. Um, not that he's not still a complete like you know dick, um, but um, I think I, I feel like he's becoming humbled a little bit, and um, 
I, 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 again, I don't know where the, the series is going to lead because I haven't read that many of the comics, but um, that seems to me where I think it, it might be going. Well, that's what happens when you are stuck in Sandusky, Ohio. Yeah. The only thing out there is basically Callahan Auto. That's what I was going to say. Big <laughs> <laughs> Tom Callahan. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah I, I guess at one point I, I still felt like, going, oh, good, you deserve it, man. You were a jerk to women uh, and you were a big douche the whole time. But then you have these moments of where he tries to free a dolphin where he, I guess he kind of has like this self uh, realization like, oh God, I am, I am like, so he was self-loathing. Like I am an asshole. Yeah. And I need to get back to my roots. Like, oh, I know my roots are, I'm part fish or I'm like this, you know, aquatic. I'm uh, a merman. I'm a merman. I'm a merman something. pop. Yeah. Merman. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I've got the black lung pop. God damn it, Derek. You've only been in the mine for one day. <laughs> uh, anyways. Um, yeah, he tries to freeze Dolphin that he sees at the sea uh, world. So there's a surprising event here. And that, that did not go accordingly, right? No. He, had, he locks eyes with him as he launches this Dolphin out of the car. First off, I don't know how he thought he was that Dolphin was going to make it after smashing through a windshield. <laughs> but yeah. Onto the street, and which he thought, like, oh, just get into the water, he'll live. And there you see a, a bus or semi just running over, which I was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> that was another one of those, like, oh, shit moments. <laughs> and, then, and then he has another moment like that when he's in, when he's been transferred out into uh, the Midwest. He's talking to that lobster, and he's like, uh, no, I'll, I'll get you out of here, bud. Me and you, we'll, we'll do this. And he, he strip tells the guy behind the counter, like, yeah, uh, I, I, wanna, I want that lobster. Oh, sure. No, no, no. Yeah. That one particular. He's got, That's my guy. That's my guy. All right, here you go. He takes out a knife and he just slices him right, like butterflies him right there, right in front of his face. I'm just like, ah. Do you think the deep was actually communicating with these animals or do you think that was part of it? Do you think he's like slightly crazy? Oh, is descent to madness maybe? Yeah. Well, I don't oh. know because it's not obvious because you don't hear the communication. It's all, it's one-sided, right? Oh. Most of the time in situations like this, you'll be able to hear the animal talk or whatever, yeah. or they'll make animal noises and then he'll... Well, maybe they didn't want to make it too corny if they well, did that. sure. No, I'm just curious but what you if, think. If they did, though, would you have thought it was corny? Oh, well, yeah. Okay, so maybe... But, I mean, you bringing that up, that's going to make me think, like, oh, shoot, maybe this guy is just maybe that kind of, like, loose screw, like... Maybe all he is is just like a guy who could really swim really well. well. He's, yeah, he's having such a crisis of confidence too because he was like the man, and he's you know he was part of the seven. Yeah, of course. And now all of a sudden, he's just like his career's bottomed out. Yeah, large body waters like Lake Erie and that water park that are opening up. <laughs> so, you know. and then he did have that moment of where the tables had turned, and that woman took advantage of him. I, I actually, I, I, I actually cringed when I saw that just because I was like, ah. Because like it felt like he was like digging into a wound, yeah, right. And he's gross. Just gross. Seeing her like fist him or like what we palm him. God. Uh, Nico can't see the, the hand motions that are making. I'm sure he can imagine. No, I yeah, I have a vivid <laughs> imagination. I'm I'm just imagining right now. I'm doing the Harrison like Wells milking the cow or some sort. Oh no no no! Not too much milking. Well, I'm doing kind of like I'm like chopping the wood. Oh. <laughs> Saw, sawing, sawing like some like uh, 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 you know a block of cheese or something cutting up a block of cheese. Oh, what would you call this? Cutting some deli meat? 
Sure. Like, describe it. No, describe I it to don't our know. listeners I'm too. Having trouble just even focusing. No, on what it is? You it's me it. mimicking like I'm carving a turkey. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So you know how if you were pretending you you were a shark and you put a fin on the top of your head. There you go. Now take that fin and then just rapidly jam it forward, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And that's what our sharks ramming its head in this and over and over and over and over and over. That's what our that's what, that's what our listeners needed to visualize because baby shark do 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 do. I was hoping that sound would just come out and the deep as it go off the deep end and just go nuts. Right? <laughs> Season two. Well, he did go off the deep end, right? Because once again, uh, part of his self-loathing, he just starts shaving his body like hairless. Yeah, yeah, like a fish. Is that what we're? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just assuming. Uh, and he, and uh, as soon as he does it, too, he's like, "Oh God, so stupid, stupid!" And he just starts shaving yeah, on his head. He's losing it for sure. Are we? Gonna, do you think we're going to see him like come back into the fold of the seven or six, five, whatever we're at now? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. He's one of the stories where, you know, uh, they, I think they, when we were talking about the length of the season, I think it was enough to set up the characters and give us a good idea of sort of how the, the world works. But it, it left some questions for us that I don't know that we necessarily need answered this season, but it makes me intrigued to watch next season. And his storyline is one where definitely it'll be interesting to see where, where we go next. I don't know. Yeah. So this, and this story really focused on the seven, really. I mean, I know it's called The Boys, and you're kind of supposed to try maybe follow, like, Carl Urban and his crew. Mm-hmm. But out of, outside of Carl Urban and, I was going to say Randy Quaid, Randy Quaid, but Huey, you know, Billy Butcher and Huey's characters. Like, you really, shitter's full, Clark. You don't get to... I'm one of those Quaids. <laughs> yeah, the shitter's are full, cunt. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't actually get in too much deep with Mother's Milk or Frenchie. No, basically, no. Right? Frenchie, you get a little, but he, you know what? He ends up being a very likable Frenchie character. Yeah. 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 He, he starts but, off as basically a psychopath, but then psychopath, the end, like an, like an, and once again, like an asshole of the group. Yeah, totally. Mother's Muck is supposed to be kind of like a, what you say, like the handyman ish guy where he's like, I can do everything. Like, yeah. I'm, I, I can, I can hack into this. I can do this. You know who actually, real quick, Alan, thinking about it. Was that Haley? Haley, uh, Haley Osmond. Joel Osmond. Osmond. There you yeah, go. Yeah, that yeah. was an interesting, like, whoa, when we were talking about like oh, yeah. cameos. Yeah. That was another cameo where I was like, like oh, Mesmer. <laughs> I, I forgot that he was in there. Yeah, you're right. He's making a nice little career resurgence for himself doing these sort of bit parts and things for yeah. sure. He, Silicon Valley, The Boys. And unfortunately, uh, Carl Urban made sure he's not coming back for season two. Oh, well, yeah, that is true. Yeah, they they definitely had no problems uh, killing off lots of characters in the show. Yeah, which which was also nice because you never felt like like oh okay everyone's basically safe like you're only killing, oh no like, so many people get their heads bashed in so many and that's once again like eye opening right going whoa this is rated rated well what's the rating here on uh, this uh, oh no it's a hard R hard R keep it in there with the hard R everyone hard R um and then you have Kamiko who was like the kind of wild child of the group. Well, you say she was. Yeah. She was like a wild animal. Yeah. And you never heard her really speak. And she, her powers were basically. what Almost like Wolverine-ish like or something. Feral-ish. Yeah. You go. Yeah. Uh, she had the quick healing, incredibly strong. She was a, you know, hand-to-hand combat was sort of her, her thing. And uh, yeah, didn't really talk um, and had just like blind rage. It felt like most of the time. Yeah, so you rarely got to see anything really with the boys. It was just basically, if anything, it's going to be Huey and Billy Butcher. 
and you see Billy Butcher, like he was a one track mind, hard on for a homelander. He's lost his wife because you find out now, and also in his storyline, that his wife was basically raped by Homelander, and then later on... We think. We think. Raped. She spent time with him. She spent time with him, and the videos appeared. She was in the room three hours. Yeah. Um, comes out a little disheveled. Yes. And then she disappears. Yes. So that's coming up to now this final episode that, you know, laid out... As final episodes go, would you have? Do you think that if this series didn't get picked up for a second season, which we know it did, it left it off like, oh, perfect, I've tied everything in a bow, or like, no, like there's like lots no, of no, 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 there's like there's lots of loose ends going here. Yeah, you have the the police are still looking for, for well, I guess the police are still looking for Huey. The seven are definitely looking for Huey. Yeah. You have. Now, uh, A-Train, who has, he may or may not survive his his heart attack from yeah. basically ODing on, on Compound V. His little, poor little ticker couldn't take it. Yep. You have um, now Billy Butcher finding out that, hey, guess what? Your wife's still alive and she had Homelander's, Homelander's baby. baby. And he's dun, dun, little dun. glowing eyes just like him. And um yeah, there's just there's so many loose ends. You don't know what's going on with the deep. Is he coming back? Yeah. Is he not coming back? Like, and w- which we haven't even got to. I guess yeah. we're gonna get there. But what was the other big development that we found out in this episode? Besides the fact that Homelander had yeah. a baby, the uh, super villains, super terrorists. Yes. Oh, that's right. Super. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, terrorists that came out because of what um, Homelander did. Yes. Yeah. Homelander had such infinity for Elizabeth. Elizabeth Shue's character, Madeline Stillwell, that he'd do anything for her. And what she wanted was she wanted soups to be able to use as weapons. So he thought like, oh, well, let me help you help your agenda by sending out all this compound V to these terrorist groups. Heroes can only stay heroes if they have villains to fight, right? Very true. And they can't fight themselves. So they created their own uh, supply and demand here. And I, I, I don't uh, remember what they called that guy, uh, the oh. kind of extrem- extremist that uh, that came out and killed all the soldiers. But uh, yeah, when he came out, all of a sudden you're like, oh shoot, there's another, like, there's evil soups out there that are in other countries. Now they're going to come after us. And yeah, you find out, uh, you know, it comes up that Homelander just basically is like going, hey, I did it for you, babe. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I basically juiced up all these uh, regular people, these adults, and uh not all of them live, but the few that did, uh, yeah, we've uh, got ourselves uh, a reason to be used now by the military. So they can go and launch us. And uh, you happy, baby? I did it. And well, she was very thankful. She was pleased. And he was pleased as well. Very shortly, but he was pleased. Did you guys, so a, a question that I'm not quite sure, like, do you understand the relationship between those two? I felt like at first it was like a homelander, like a very like Oedipus complex mother, mother, son type deal, but he was kind of in love with her. But then other times I, I don't know. I just thought maybe he's, I don't know, had weird, um, I don't know, like a weird, it was just a weird relationship. What do you guys think about that? Oh, you mean the nuzzling of her teats? Yeah. When he was, you know, lying his head on her lap? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, do you think it was a romantic thing or do you think it was like, 
I think like a journey for like a mother type thing, or was it like some weird uh, fetish? I don't know. All of the above. Wrap it all up in a big uh, package. Yeah, Check uh, uh, you know, uh, internet history. You'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> there is definitely like a weird incestuous sort of like motherly figure plus sort of a sexual thing, like all kind of wrapped up into one. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Stillwell knew it. She was using, using of course. Him. But I mean, Oh, my sweet little Superboy. In the beginning though, in one of the episodes when she, she, he was at the, Oh, remember? There you go. It was when he was on his farm filming, uh, filming a commercial or a kind of documentary where he grew up and everything. And I was like, I need Stillwell. Where is she? She's my handler. And she's like, no, she has an appointment today. She's blocked off. Like, I can't, you know, she, I'm, you're, you're dealing with me, not not her. And he flies off to her and says, where are you? I need you at the at the shoot. And she's like, oh, no, I need to take my baby to the doctors. And you see Homelander look at the baby, like kind of like with his face, like going, oh, I hate you, you kid. Or is it kind of jealous oh, for sure. of the child because he's getting the attention of, of Stillwell, right? But then I also thought like going, or this is before we find out the ending. Like, or is that his kid? We're like, oh, did you actually have a past relationship with her? And and then all of a sudden, this is your kid, and she's just not telling you, but you know it's your kid, kind of thing. So that was one way I thought. And then the other thing was I thought like, if maybe uh, if he, if he was if he was actually a super whatever, I thought maybe that he was actually the son of Elizabeth Shue, and like since so if he was a soup, then maybe he just like you know, uh, aged really, you know, rapidly. Right. So he's like kind of, kind of deal where I go, oh, okay, so you're his mother ish. But once again, like two things, those are those things all kind of like melted to one where yes, he, he, he wants her attention. I like him from mother, but then he also feels for her, like in the relationship way of like, like, Hey, like it's me and you, right girl. Like forever. Like, say you love me. Say you love me. Like, ugh. Yeah, I found that it was very disturbing to me because I couldn't figure it out and I couldn't figure out if I was just like, I don't know, was was it some sort of like yearning for like a mother figure or like the the sexual relationship? And because, I don't know, it just made me feel uneasy that every time they were on scene together and it was just them like, I don't know, flirting, I guess, uh, it made me feel like super uncomfortable. Well, the flirting uh, ended in that last... last, uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) He looked lovingly into her eyes. <laughs> oh, he did. did he? So we all know that uh, Elizabeth Shue may actually end up showing up in uh, um, Cobra Kai Season 3 because she'll no longer be part of this show. Yeah. Maybe she might be, uh, come back as uh, in flashbacks, but yeah. I thought she was going to be in Adventures in Babysitting Part 2. Oh, I'll watch it. I'm going to the theater right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you see Homelander basically take, his, take the person he loves or cares for so much and burns a freaking hole right through her skull. Holy shit. Another moment of like going, yes. what the hell? And Billy Butcher thought to himself, like going, I got you. I got you by your freaking homeland, your perfect balls. Like, take that. Like, I got something that you care about. This is a, this is her weakness, right? Yep. Mm. And nope. Another curveball. Like this, this whole series has been like not it hasn't been predictable, if anything. It, yeah. it showed you where like, oh, okay, these are your soups. Oh, wait, no, these are people that are manufactured to be soups. Oh, like you um, you raped um, Billy Butcher's wife, and then she got impregnated, and she died in the operating room. 
right? That's a, that was a story that he was told. That was a story, yeah. That uh, she died, the baby died, and everything. But yet he finds out the truth once again. Like, nope, you lied to me so well. Like you said, you'd never lie to me. The truth is, and then he whispers that little, uh, you know, the the real truth in her ears. She looks at him and she just, you see his eyes go cyclopsy and just right through her. Thank you for finally telling me the truth. That's what he said. Yeah. And then, nope. Too late. Yep. And then, too late. And then Billy Butcher realizes, like, like oh, shoot. Like, this was not going to be my end game. Like, all right, well, I'm just going to go ahead and just like, detonate and I'm going to, you know, kill everyone in the room. And I don't care. I, I, that was going to be end game, anyways. Not so fast. <laughs> he wakes up. But real quick, though, rest in peace to the baby, the real baby, right? She was, he was in the room. Yeah, they didn't really explain. I'm assuming that Homelander really gave shit less about the baby anyway. So he's like, all right, kill the baby. Where I'm like going, whoa. Yeah, this they wanted series you to think that because she asked to remove the baby from the situation multiple times, which yeah. she did not do. Yeah, and once again, the series takes it, takes, takes it, wow, these superheroes are just selfish. They don't care. They're not super at all. They're not heroic. And yeah, you have uh, Billy Butcher waking up on the front yard of someone's home. Who's home? Sees a boy come out, looks kind of Homelanderish, got the blonde hair, <laughs> strapping young lad. And he's like, oh my God, Homelander. And he's like, yeah, uh, do you know who I am? Yeah, you're Homelander. And he's like, is that, is that all that, that you know? And, you know, then you see this woman that come out, that's basically his mother. And it's Billy Butcher's wife that okay. he's been looking yeah. for this whole time. He, and he thought but he I thought she was dead. <laughs> She gave him a dead look, though, right? <laughs> what do you think that look meant when when she saw him when he locked eyes? Like shock, fear, embarrassment. I mean, there was a lot going on there. Now, do you? Oh, go, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I, I again. So for that, like, it kind of lives on a cliffhanger. So what what did you make of that? Do you think that she ran off with him? Do you think that he was, um, you know, or ran off for some reason um, because of the child? Was she held prisoner? What, what do you guys, what's your guys take on that? Well, it seems like it was kind of a witness protection type thing, right? Because I believe uh, Voight found out, right? Like, oh shoot, like you had sex. We don't know if it was complicit or not still. Right? I took it to be that it was, that she was sort of caught up in the, okay, so this you guy's think- a superhero or whatever. And then he, or... I mean, I just, I don't know. I took it to be that she so did that she it also, her So that face that she makes with Billy is like also like a face of guilt and embarrassment. Like That's oh. what I took from it because that's why I think she did it. Yeah. Realized it was a mistake, but then she has this baby and she's like, Shit, what am I going to do? Like, well, I don't want to be with Homelander. That guy is a psycho. Is a psychopath. I just spent three hours with him, made the biggest mistake of my life. Like I'm getting out of here. And yeah. took the baby and went into hiding basically. Well, but, well, I mean, she, I mean, obviously though, the, Stillwell and the doctor, the doctor knew that she had the baby. So they knew there was still someone else that knew, not just her. Right. So they're like, okay, yeah, go hide somewhere and we'll never tell anyone. The reason I think that it was complicit and that she, you know, she never made any attempt to reach out to her husband at any point. If she had been wronged and it was none, none of it was under of her own doing, you don't think she at some point would have tried to communicate (laughs) with her husband. Well, you think she should? I mean, I don't know. Uh, well, but again, they just said the embarrassment and guilt, right? Because mm-hmm. this guy, you know, loved her so much, and for her to say, "Oh yeah, I slept at home with her, and now I have his baby." Yeah, you it could have been one of those baby? things where she she 
did it. Maybe she felt like she had to or should or something. It could have been like with that situation with Starlight. Like, you know, nobody had a gun to her head, but she definitely felt like she had to, which of course, I mean, it, it's bad all around. Yeah. It's bad, but maybe she did it in the moment thinking that she wanted to. And then when it was over and the haze of this hero, this American hero, this star is gone. Then she's like, Oh my God, what did I just do? And now this guy's dangerous. I don't know. It, there's lots of levels to it. And yeah. that's what they, and they leave it openly ambiguous in that way. So Nick, how about you? Yeah. Um, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. I, I, I wasn't sure. Like you, you actually brought up a good point that I didn't even think of that. It could be like witness protection, but I also agree with Jeremiah and like, there's something in that look that make it seem, made it seem that, um, it was complicit. Like, I, I feel like that, um, there's more to that story that she, uh, that Billy Butcher has this idea of his wife being like this pure, innocent person. Um, and I think that's going to turn his world upside down when he probably realizes that, um, he, she either cheated on him or I don't know, ran off um, for other reasons than he thought. So I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Um, but I think that's part of what makes this uh, series so good is like you said earlier, it's you you really don't know where it's going and it kind of just keeps you on your toes. And then that cliffhanger really um, lends to uh, a good way of like tying up this first series. And again, I, I, I don't have any idea either because I only read the first three issues. So um and I, I've been debating whether I should go back and start reading the comics or just kind of sit this out and, and, and wait and see. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that's that's part of what got me excited about that ending is that um, it's kind of ambiguous. And we'll find out, I guess, in season two. I know. Season two is, I don't know when they're going to actually, when it's supposed to be uh, premiering or when it's going to uh, come out. But I think someone said there's a trailer already for it. Either way, we need some we need some question answered here. The main one is basically the the thing of Becca. What were you doing this whole time? Why were you hiding? Yeah. Like why were you being a real bee right now and not letting your husband at least know what was up? Like, geez, this guy cared for you. Like he, like, you don't know what kind of madness you drove this guy into, and now like. And I want to see what Homelander is going to be like. How- well, that's the thing. What's Homelander's sort of angle angle here that he is, he really wants to punish Billy, Billy based on Billy. Like all he really wanted to do was hurt Homelander and he didn't care what, yeah. at what cost. And Homelander kind of liked it. He's like, wow, you were just wanted to hurt me by killing her. Like that's dark, but I kind of like it kind of thing. Sociopath thing. Yes. Mentality. So now yeah. he's going to show Billy that he's going to like, Oh, I have a kid with your wife and we're going to be a little family together and you're going to watch and you're going to watch it. But it, he could just melt Billy right there. <laughs> like, so what, what's he doing? It's so he could have killed him at any point. Oh yeah. 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 I think he's so what's the angle in keeping him together? Psychological warfare where he's just going, I'm going to go ahead and just chip at yeah. you. And to what end though? Because at this point, anyone who's blinked at Homelander, he's just melted or cr- took the plane down or whatever. I think he's, I think, but I think he's on that, on that status. Of like he thinks he's a God where he can't be untouched. Where he's like, I hey, don't worry. Like you can try and come at me, but I'm you're whatever you're going to come at me at with is no, no use. Like right. done. I'm just, I'm just trying to see where like the conflict that Billy's going to have, like going, I need to kill you Homelander, but I can't, I can't, <laughs> I tried to blow you up and it didn't do well, it. It's not even the fact that he can't because the guy's like, 
impenetrable skin, super fast, you know, whatever, laser eyes and all. But I'm just saying, morally, like going, is it going, can I do that? Like, no, you have, you have the sun right there. And what do I do? I, I kill you and now I'm going to kill the sun as well? Oh, the sun will just melt him. All right. So, like, and then obviously then, like, what is the, uh, Becca's true allegiance? Like, going, wait, are you Team Homelander or Team Butcher? You got to tell me right now, because if you're a team butcher, then I'm just going to go and wrap you all up in C4 and I'm going to blow you guys all up into a big crater. <laughs> so I I want to see like where Billy's mind's going to be at in season two, because it's going to be interesting. And I want to see the development of Starlight, because when we last left her, she had kind of went rogue against the seven and, yeah. and everything, but she stayed behind because she's like, uh, okay, Huey, you need to get out of here. I'm going to save A-Train, even though he's a jerk. Uh, and... It kind of leaves it to like, what are you doing? You stay behind, Starlight. A train's gonna rat you out and say, "Hey, you know this bee over here just let out, you know, Huey and the, like the rest of the uh, the prisoners." And she, I'm assuming she killed those guards, right? Yeah. Or whatever. Or she attacked us, whatever. Yeah. She went against us, and and they're calling her a traitor. I mean, they, they think that she is has been feeding, you know, information. But to... she kind of had been, but un- unknowingly. Yeah. yeah she, she was being used. Uh, so I'm interested in seeing her return and her like what what's she what's her next next move. And then as far as everyone else, yeah, I like to see what the deep is uh, up to, like where his uh madness is taking him, if he's gonna be making it to that uh you know, ribbon cutting at that uh water park. Uh <laughs> maybe more like you said, Jeremiah in the beginning, Maeve was really underdeveloped. Like you can tell she's conflicted. She had a, she has a personal life, which you know, you find out she she has a, uh, a partner, or she had a partner, right? And then she was she had she had problems with alcohol. She didn't know how she could identify because once again, like these these superheroes were being marketed, so they're being used as like, like hey, like going you're Maeve the Queen, like going you can't be seen with another woman. Like you and Homelander are the couple. You guys are the power couple. Like knock that knock that other shit off. That's what happened to A Train and Popclaw. Like. Papa couldn't, uh, you know, they couldn't get take their relationship public because they're going, hey, you're sorry, you're B squad. Like, I'm A level girl. Like, the company won't let us be seen in public. Like, I got, I still got to play it off like I'm single. So I want to see Maeve kind of develop more and see like where is she gonna, where's her allegiance gonna lie after this? Like, going, she yeah. gotta go with the, the company that basically kind of controlled her and her life, not, not letting her make these own decisions, or will she, you know, like cut, you know, unleash the chains and be like it's now like uh, i'm my own person like uh i can't i can't deal with this you know i'm gonna do what's good for me and for the world or whatever but in the end like all about me so i do look forward to this season guys what are you guys gonna rate this this season one one to ten um go ahead yeah what do you no 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 i want to hear you i was gonna say probably a nine or ten i mean wow um, yeah, it's pretty high for me. Um, eight episodes went by super quick. Um, and like I said, it, it's one of those shows where I probably haven't felt uh, like this um, since like the first season of Stranger Things where like nothing was distracting me. Like I would sit there and watch the show, uh, wouldn't pick up my phone, wouldn't try and pause it. Like I had to get through the episode before I stopped and did anything else. Um, so I would say probably like a nine or ten for me. Um the surprise, the twists and turns, um, just a, a not your typical superhero um, TV show. 
Um, I like that it took those uh, liberties where it did and it changed your, you know, how, how you would think um, superheroes would function in the real world and things mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, I would say pretty high up there. I mean, I might have to, it's, it's, it's pretty new to me still. Um, so I might be getting off on that like shiny new toy feeling, but um, <laughs> we'll see. I mean, for right now, I'd say nine to 10. How many Jeremiah? Yeah, I mean, Nico thinks it's perfect, so I don't know. A ten, I I'll let her ten. Well, so, ten. But you you're going ten too? No, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna give it a little bit of wiggle room. But I originally my gut was like eight and a half, nine. I mean, eight eight and a half is kind of where I where I lie. So a solid B plus. Um, yeah, I'll be interested to see sort of where they go from there if they ratchet up the intensity and the sort of outlandish sort of gore and spectacle to a level where it's unreasonable or if they sort of keep it in a world that where it's still plausible but shocking in a way that just makes you sort of jump out of your seat and yell like that's that's kind of where i want to see and it'll be interesting to see where this where this uh where the story goes so i'm i'm excited for what's coming but i yeah really solid really i like it much better than i anticipated liking it before I knew anything about it for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm with you on giving it the wiggle room. Cause I don't want to give it a 10 and all of a sudden, like the next season comes out and I was saying, Oh, how are you going to top that? Like, I can't go above a 10. Like you're going to be on the same level. So I'll give it like, like eight and a half because of, there were a couple like things that made me just scratch my head where I felt like mother's milk and Frenchie, they were under, they were underutilized. Yeah. They were just more like, and Maeve for that. Matter. And Maeve. Yeah. Right. So, and uh, Black Noir wasn't he really? He was oh, that guy. was going to be my question for you. Actually, do you think there's going to be a reveal of some kind with him? Oh, oh and, sorry. And he's going to take his mask off, and all of a sudden you're going to find out. Well, yeah, that he's either somebody that we've either seen before or or have been made aware of of some kind. It's just interesting that that character has been you completely covered head to toe, never said anything, never. I'm just curious. So I actually know the answer to that if they follow Ooh. true to the comics, because, um, afterwards, um, after watching the show, I kind of, I, there was a YouTube video and it was kind of like comparing the show to the comics and like how they merged some storylines and, and whatnot. And, um, there was a reveal about that. So, um, but yeah, they, I, I don't know if, if they're going to le- lean into it. I don't know how far into the comics the, the reveal is made. So I don't know if it's going to be revealed in season two, but there is, there is a good story arc for, um, Oh my gosh! Why well, was I going to call him the Midnighter? What's his name? Black Noir. Yeah, <laughs> Midnight. <laughs> you know what? I just um, I just uh, started watching uh, My Hero Acad- Academia, and, yeah. and there's a hero in there named um, the Midnighter. So that's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're watching that show. Uh, Jeremiah is watching uh, Attack on Titan. I know. I, I know. Oh, yeah. You've got to be watching the next one. I'll, I'll watch the next one. I, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm looking through my eyes. Don't make me oh laser my, you right Oh, now. my God. Vince's eyes are glowing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> got, we're on the same page now. Um, so, Don't make yeah. me use your baby against you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anyways, guys, so we're wrapping, the, we're wrapping this thing up. Gemma, uh, to answer your question, and Nico, you already know the answer. If they do reveal it, yeah. I mean... What would, be, what would be a shocker to me, like if it was someone maybe Billy uh, Billy knew before? I, are you asking I, me? No, not you. You know, oh. so I'm not, I don't. I don't, don't want to hear from you. you oh no, you I'm you're asking if it if it is going to be like since I know, is it something 
Like, is it a good reveal? Is it like shocking? I thought that's you're asking. Oh, no, no, actually, no, don't even tell me. No, 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 no. I'm going to be surprised. I'm going to be surprised. Um, oh, real quick, though. Um, it was nice to see Simon Pegg in, the, in this. Yeah, definitely. Because Simon Pegg seems like he's like the guy who's like so into like the comic book world and everything, yeah. which we thought he was going to be cast as Ant-Man uh, way back when, when Edgar, Edgar was Wright was really going to be penning that. Um, it didn't happen. Things fell through. And we just never saw him like you know, translate into the comic book world. And then you see him here, which he plays Huey's dad. But in the comic books, Huey looks more like Simon Pegg. Oh, yeah. He was, yeah. Huey, he was modeled almost exactly at, after him, which is funny which to see think, him. Right? Yeah. Like when you see Simon Pegg, you're going, great, Huey. Oh, wait, no, you're just Huey's dad who likes to watch game shows in the middle of the day. Like, <laughs> underutilized, but it was nice to see at least Simon Pegg still alive. He survived this season. Um and uh, hopefully maybe they can uh, expand on his role too. It'll be nice. Um, guys, as we're wrapping this thing up, Nico, where can everyone find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram at Nico Suave. That's N-W-E-Q-O-S-U-A-V-E. I'm private, but again, if you're a friend of the show, just uh, hit me on the DMs and then I'll go ahead and add you. Nico, I, I want people to understand why you chose Nico Suave. Say it in the way that you would say it though. What do you mean? Wait, do you know why you named yourself Nico Suave? Because of Rico Suave? There you go. Oh, okay. There you go. I was like, what are you talking about? Okay, because I thought you meant like because of the spelling of it, because there is a there is a reason I spell it that way. Oh, no, no, no. I, under, I understand that. I just wanted to know like why you named your handle is Nico Suave. And oh, I want to yeah. make sure that people know it's Nico Suave. Nico Suave, yeah. Big Sorry. fan. <laughs> Jeremiah, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me wearing uh, jeans and a leather jacket, but with no shirt on underneath. <laughs> Are you giving me a bandana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, XJDMCX on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, yeah, you can find me uh, getting ready to watch season two here as soon as they drop it. I'm pumped. You can find me wearing my The Man hat uh, on Instagram, Vimastaho09, and on, on Twitter, Vinsanity09. You can also find us on Keeping It Nerd, all one word, on Instagram. Uh, and we also have our email address. Please send us what you think of the boys this season. Uh, let us know what we may have missed in this episode. We're at keepingitnerdpodcast at gmail.com. Everyone, please like, rate, subscribe, comment. People, come on. Give us give us these like thumbs ups and everything. I'll be uh, – does that sound too desperate? I think That's it's not desperate. Very. I need to get Voight. Uh, marketing uh, crew for us and uh, maybe they'll help us out uh, you know, get, a, get, get some get a following <laughs> alright everyone thank you again once again for joining us today everyone keep it real keep it nerd keep it a nerd ready Check the podcast, nerds about the broadcast About to drop some knowledge on your brain with all these hot facts Game and anime and even comic got you covered Now just listen to this intro from this budget Donald Glover yeah. We'll take your mind up on a trip like Rick and Morty Like we jumping through these portals, trust me none of this is boring In the cover all these topics started A into the letters E Attack on Titan all the way to Zoro, that's more than one piece Keeping nerd or nothing, yeah you know that is our motto And if you listen to us, that's the motto that you follow Got the host with the most, he got moves like he's Star-Lord All these haters taking shots, they missing like
like it's Star Wars. Far more content than you could even ask for. Put it on your phone and then just stick it to your dashboard. Tune in anytime and they will probably have your fandom. But now just kick back so you can listen to the anthem. Keep it nerd, keep it nerd, what's the hot facts? You don't need your eyes, just put down your contacts. Growing up, cause you know we got a bomb cast. Hit and then just listen to the geeky is the podcast. Keep it nerd, keep it nerd, what's the hot facts? You don't need your eyes, just put down your contacts. Growing up, cause you know we got a bomb cast. Hit and then just listen to the geeky is the podcast. Keep it nerd, number one podcast.